Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. I'm Ernesto Sambrano. Today's article is by Stephen Witt from the June 2022 edition of GQ. Crypto.com is coming for you. With a little help from Matt Damon and LeBron James. Part 1. Please note, this is a men's magazine and as such, may include offensive topics or language. All of a sudden, they're everywhere. Matt Damon's pitching us their services. LeBron James, too. They're plastered all over the NBA, the NHL, Serie A, Formula One. But what exactly does Crypto.com do? And what exactly do they want from us? Like most people, I first heard of Crypto.com when Matt Damon popped up on my TV screen and suggested I was a coward. I've followed cryptocurrencies for over a decade, but I've never invested in them. Beyond money laundering, I'd never been able to understand what they were good for. Seeing Damon, though, I understood that the public perception of the technology had reached a new phase. And yes, I felt in danger of being left behind. Damon's commercial is part of a larger, sports-focused marketing push by Crypto.com. The cryptocurrency exchange's Lionhead logo appears on the ice of the NHL, in the octagon of the UFC, and on the jerseys of the Philadelphia 76ers. Last November, the company announced it had purchased the naming rights to the downtown arena of the Los Angeles Lakers, at the cost of $700 million. During this year's Super Bowl, Crypto.com aired an advertisement featuring LeBron James. In March, it announced it will be sponsoring the World Cup. Crypto.com, as it currently exists, earns most of its money executing trades for clients via its smartphone app. The company courts the small investor, and several people I talked to compared Crypto.com to the investing app Robinhood. But charging fees to trade cryptocurrencies is a lucrative business, and rival exchanges like FTX and Coinbase are fighting for the same customers. FTX owns the stadium naming rights for the Miami Heat and Coinbase, which went public last year, reporting higher profit margins than Google, is the NBA's exclusive cryptocurrency platform partner. If the 76ers travel to Miami for a nationally televised game, you will see all three brands advertising on the same broadcast. With each successive sighting, I assumed that Crypto.com was just throwing money around, and it was. But, to my surprise, when it comes to sponsorship deals, Crypto.com is often not the highest bidder. The company's remarkable influence is not due to its largesse, but to the uncanny strategizing of its CEO, Chris Marzalek, a 42-year-old Polish-born serial entrepreneur who lives in Hong Kong. The ability to write a check is a good starting point to many a conversation, he told me over Zoom recently. But for those really important things, the things that have real impact, it's never enough. Marzalek speaks in a monotone, and he favors a neutral corporate wardrobe, alternating between suit jackets and branded zip-up hoodies. His distinguishing feature is his large forehead, framed above by a receding hairline and below by a pair of small rimless glasses. He qualifies, in the crypto space, which is often populated by single young men, as a regular guy, with a wife, a child, and a somewhat relatable background. Given the breadth of Marzalek's advertising campaign and the sudden emergence of Crypto.com as a player among exchanges, I was expecting a snake charmer. What I got instead was the guy they sent to fix your printer. But Marzalek's lack of sizzle masks a keen understanding of human motivation. Using the advertising campaign he commissioned, Crypto.com has captured market share from competitors and now has more than 50 million users. 18 months ago, no one had heard of Crypto.com, which began its life under a different name with a different business strategy. Today, it looks like the dark horse can win.
Whoever becomes the world's go-to crypto exchange will enjoy immense wealth and unprecedented control over our emerging currencies. Consequently, the exchanges are sticking their necks out to lure customers to their platforms. Many are offering high-yield accounts with earnings paid out in crypto. For well-capitalized accounts, Crypto.com rewards customers with interest rates as high as 14.5% per year and up to 10% per year in stablecoin currencies pegged to the U.S. dollar. This crushes a savings account, which pays basically nothing, but it also prompts questions about what kinds of risks the company might be assuming. I thought of a quote from the financial writer Raymond DeVoe Jr. More money has been lost reaching for yield than at the point of a gun. And then there is the scenario where Bitcoin goes down in value, causing people to lose interest in trading it at all. Marzalek told me he was prepared for a bear market. We went through the crypto winter of 2018 and 2019, he said. We kept our heads down, and we continued building a strong product. That's one of the reasons why we grew so quickly in 2021. Marzalek wants Crypto.com to be more than an exchange. He wants it to be an ecosystem. Crypto.com got its start marketing prepaid crypto-linked debit cards, which it still distributes, and it also runs its own cryptocurrency called Kronos, which it invites users to stake, i.e. lock money into, in exchange for various rewards. Marzalek likes to keep things flexible, and last March, introduced a marketplace for NFTs. Right now, 90% of the revenue in this industry is coming from trading, right? He said. If three years down the road that's still the case, then this is a complete industry failure. Here is where I should confess that I am a person, unlike some who have written about crypto, who is downright enthusiastic about technology, especially technology that comes from big, evil corporations. I lined up at the Apple store to buy the original iPhone the day it came out. I've been an Amazon Prime member for 17 years. I like Instagram. I like Uber. At the end of my life, I would like Elon Musk to upload my brain to the cloud. In short, when an obnoxious entrepreneur makes a trillion dollars marketing a ridiculous technology, I think that that is good. I think this because I am lazy, and I think this because I believe, as an American, that it is my birthright to have large corporations catering to my every whim. My problem with cryptocurrency was that it didn't do this. Crypto is hard to understand, and even harder to use. When I started writing this article, I remembered that I had a little ether left over from an account at Decentraland, a janky attempt at a distributed metaverse that makes Second Life look like the Matrix. Accessing my wallet meant digging through a box in my closet for the notebook where I'd written down my 12-word passphrase, the only way to recover my account. After I found it and successfully typed it in after three failed attempts, I transferred $40 worth of Ether to Crypto.com. The transaction took an hour to complete and cost me $8. I didn't like this. I resented having to remember a passphrase, and I resented paying the Ethereum network a 20% transaction fee. But once the money made it to Marzalek's app, the friction disappeared. Trading crypto on my phone was dumb, and fun in a way I'd been conditioned to understand. I knew the fees were corroding my capital, and I figured any business offering double-digit interest rates might be taking on some kind of exploding risk. But I also knew, the instant I saw Matt Damon's face on my TV, that from now on, it was going to be more work to be a crypto skeptic than a crypto enthusiast. So I surrendered. Chris Marzalek had made crypto stupid, and in exchange, I was going to make him rich. Once you transfer money into the Crypto.com app, you can begin trading instantly. In my first four minutes, taking advantage of discounted transaction fees for new users, I bought a small portfolio of blue chips, Bitcoin, Ether, Solana, Cardano, and Near. Only later did I bother to do the math. Matt Damon wasn't selling me technology. He was selling the possibility that my portfolio might go up in value a thousand times. 
the total market value of Bitcoin was nearly $800 billion. So for Bitcoin to go up a thousand times again, it would have to be worth $800 trillion. I dumped the blue chips and started buying altcoins, specifically selecting for ones I'd never heard of, picking them at random based on name alone. Venus, Chromia, Orchid, and Superfarm. Ontology, Golem, Gnosis, and Thorchain. Apecoin, SushiSwap, Chia, and Moonbeam. But the coin I ended up owning the most of was Kronos, Crypto.com's own. Marslex app subtly but insistently guided me toward offers to stake Kronos. To access Crypto.com's higher Visa card reward tiers, I had to buy at least $400 worth of Kronos, then hold it for a minimum of six months. This was a risky proposition. Kronos had traded between $0.09 and $0.90 in the 12 months before my purchase, and was down more than 50% from the peak it hit following the debut of Damon's commercial. But in return, I got a branded prepaid debit card. For a $400 stake, Crypto.com will send you a Ruby Steel tier card, pay for your Spotify subscription each month, and reward you with 2% cashback on all purchases. The cashback is denominated in Kronos, of course. For a $4,000 stake, Crypto.com will send you a Jade Green card, cover your Netflix subscription, pay interest on your stake, and pay 3% cashback. For a $40,000 stake, Crypto.com will send you an Icy White card, and for a $400,000 stake, the company will send you an Obsidian card, each with increasing benefits. Stake enough money, and at some point, you might even meet Chris. In addition to the cards, the Crypto.com app has a gamification element in which users complete missions to earn diamonds, which can be exchanged for mystery boxes, which contain Kronos. Crypto.com also offers to exchange small lots of other cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, into Kronos for free. It felt like the longer I used the app, the more likely I was to end up owning Kronos, perhaps even inadvertently. Kronos is one of the 20 most valuable cryptocurrencies by market capitalization, with a present total value of around $10 billion. Granted, there's more money stored in Dogecoin than Kronos, but given that over 18,000 cryptocurrencies have been launched since 2009, ranking in the top 20 is a commendable achievement. And even if Kronos is not the most widely used blockchain, Crypto.com does appear to have the most widely used crypto-linked prepaid card. Visa recently announced it had processed over $2.5 billion in crypto-linked card transactions in the first quarter of 2022. I would say about $1.7 billion of that was our card. Crypto.com spokesman Matt David told me. One of the nice things about cryptocurrencies is that most of them use public ledgers, permitting Snoopy users like me to monitor the fattest wallets. On Etherscan, I saw a couple of single signature wallets, each with over a billion US dollars of Kronos stashed inside. I wondered if, perhaps, one wasn't Marzalek's wallet, but when I asked him, he wouldn't tell me. When I asked him again, he still wouldn't tell me. When I asked him directly, how much Kronos he personally owned, he told me, just a bit. Kronos has a controversial history and has gone through two rebrandings. It started life as the Monaco token and attracted a small base of early users. After Marzalek acquired the Crypto.com domain name, the company introduced a new token called the Crypto.org coin, which traded under the ticker symbol CRO. For a time, Crypto.com sponsored both currencies, but after stating he would keep the two tokens separate, Marzalek ultimately decommissioned Monaco, effectively forcing outraged Monaco holders to swap their holdings for CRO. More recently, the Crypto.org coin was renamed Kronos, after Marzalek removed it from the Ethereum network and ported it to its own blockchain. 
So Kronos, like most cryptocurrencies, was advertised as decentralized, but for a time, Marzalek acted as its central banker. Lacking expertise, I turned for help to Rich Sanders, the co-founder of Cypherblade, a blockchain analytics firm. There is a common phrase in the industry, token not needed, Sanders said in an email. I can tell you that CRO doesn't need to exist. Crypto.com contended that there are over 700,000 blockchain addresses connected to CRO and over $4 billion in value locked into CRO. Sanders also reiterated a common criticism of crypto exchanges in general, that they were exploiting unsophisticated suckers like me. Companies of this nature specifically target new investors, he said. They just know that a lot of people got rich quick with cryptocurrency, and they want to do the same. Our mission is cryptocurrency in every wallet, David said in response. To achieve this goal, we must build a trusted, secure platform for everyone. Sanders' biggest concern with Crypto.com, though, was the aggressive interest rates it offered on customer accounts. The only way these companies can offer these high rates is because they're performing higher reward, albeit much higher risk, activity. Normally, to earn interest, one has to make a loan. But in our conversation, Marzalek repeatedly told me that his company was not doing aggressive lending. David reiterated that the company had earmarked money to pay these high-interest rates to users out of its customer retention budget. This struck me as unsustainable, given that a single Obsidian cardholder would cost Crypto.com $48,000 a year to retain, and that even if the company wasn't lending, it would have to stay competitive with other exchanges, which were. We've been reducing those rates lately, Marzalek said. This is a business with very robust revenues. Still, the combined deposits of Joe and Jane Crypto each uploading a few hundred bucks on their phones, together form a growing blob of capital, and that attracts financial entrepreneurs in the same manner that chum attracts sharks. In particular, those deposits can be used as pooled liquidity to fund speculative, leverage trading in the murky realm of crypto, termed decentralized finance. DeFi is a burgeoning marketplace for exotic new financial instruments, executed via computer code, that are largely unregulated and very difficult to understand. That hasn't prevented some exchanges from offering to boost their customers' interest payouts if the customers permit their deposits to be lent to a DeFi protocol. If this sounds familiar, it's because you have, in fact, seen this movie before. In the lead-up to the mortgage crisis of the late 2000s, average people's bank accounts were similarly used to fund the leveraged trading of complex new financial instruments. And one exchange, BlockFi, recently reached a $100 million settlement with the SEC after the agency charged it with offering an unregistered lending product. BlockFi did not admit wrongdoing. A representative from Crypto.com told me that the company had examined this line of business, but rejected it as being too risky. That brings us to the end of today's article. Crypto.com is coming for you, part one. If you want to learn more about AirZLA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our webpages. If you like what you see or hear, please click the like button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low-vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Ernesto Sambrano, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thanks for listening.